The Nerd Eternal Podcast Network presents... Hello and welcome to the newest episode of Man, We're Too Old for This Ish. I'm your host, the experienced son called Jason. With me today is... The Todd Father. CDL113. The Token Young Passenger, Tarky. And today we're going to be talking about a variety of subjects, uh, little vignettes, if you will. We're going to start off with a suggestion about the Todd Father on Marvel's Fresh Start. Todd, fill us in on what the Fresh Start is. Uh, Fresh Start is Marvel's latest marketing gimmick to give everybody a new number one starting this May. Uh, in some ways, I'm looking forward to it because it brings back Thor Odinson, uh, Brings back Tony Stark, brings back the Banner Hulk, but when you all when you boil it all down, it's really just an excuse to give everything a new number one, which Marvel doesn't seem to realize that every time they do that, it's a diminishing return. Well, they have no other strategy because you know Legacy, the whole thing of it was, oh no no no, we're gonna get rid of this new numbering and give you you know the the numbering of the books as it should be. And we've had that for, what, a year? And now it's, you know... I was reading somewhere that they were saying this was Marvel's third reboot in two years. Yeah, it is. It's. I got to thinking about it. You know, we've talked about that before. I got to thinking about it last night because uh, I knew we were going to have a podcast coming up. And I got to thinking, you know, it for me as a reader and a fan of the books, one of the things, we not only invest our, our time our money and our time, we can, if we get tired of the books, we can, we can always sell them and get some of our money back. But the one thing we can't get back is our time. Okay. And, and, and the comic book companies don't realize that, you know, as fans, the investment that we put in isn't just monetary or they just don't care. And when they do this, I think that's the thing that bothers me the most. Is is that they're wasting our time? Yeah, they're wasting our time because rather than making a continuous story, they're treading water on you to make money. Right, and it's they're looking at their bottom line because, like, as a fan, you go, okay, I've got uh, a series going here, and you see like issue seven ninety eight, and you know issue eight hundred's coming, and usually at these big numbers, they're going to have something big happen, either a big battle. Uh, uh, major, some, it's, well, it's some kind of event. But yeah, the trick kind of is they, they haven't gotten rid of that because what they'll do is if, you know, Avengers number one is 20 issues away from 800, when you get up to 800, all of a sudden number, you know, what should be 15 is 800. They don't give a damn about that. It'll, they'll still use that as the next gimmick. All of the stuff that you're seeing from from Marvel and comics, truthfully in general, are things that you do when you can't tell a coherent and decent story. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't tell compelling stories, so they give you a gimmick. Well, it's a new number one. Well, I hate to tell you, but hell, just in my little time of collecting Avengers, I got like three or four different number ones. Yeah, it's not They're not worth anything. I'm not gonna go buy it because it's number one. I'm not excited about it because it's number yeah. one. Because it's not really Avengers number one. It's not worth a dime. Yeah, the original issue, yeah. number one came back out. Came, the, came out in the, in the what, 60s. Yeah, they, it that's came the out one that's I was worth something. Oh, that's a story my father, Tarky's father, for that matter. 
Steel Tales. Spoiler alert, we have the same father. Yeah, we've mentioned that before. It's been, that's been covered. It's in canon. But uh, <laughs> he found an ad in one of his comics, you know, when he was still a kid, uh, for issue one of Avengers for $14. His dad would not let him buy it because that is was a ridiculous amount of money for a comic book. You know, this was in the 60s. Avengers only maybe in issue 15 or 20 by this point. You know, it was, the book was still new. He had just missed the first couple of issues before he started collecting it. And he was still talking about, you know, the $14 it would have cost. That was such a ridiculous price. And at the time, I forget, had it sold for 40000 Yeah, yeah. I forget. It was, I, mean, it was, I mean, this this was way back in the early 80s. I remember talking about it, you know, yeah. when, when he had checked. So I don't know how much the worth now. But that's the problem is they keep doing these number ones as if people are... Gullible. gullible enough or stupid enough to think, oh, yeah, I got this number one. It's not going to be worth anything because, let's be honest, four or five years from now, you're going to have a new number one. They're going to reboot. If it, if it lasts that long, yeah. they're going to reboot the damn thing again. And At some point, they they keep going. What This is the way the, the formula goes. You get a new number one. It'll run for a little bit. Somebody will go, you know what, we're going back to the original numbering, or they'll do the dual numbering for a while, because anytime you're getting close to one of your milestones, uh, 550, 650, you know, your 50s and your 100s are, are milestones, so they'll give you the milestone, and then they'll run with the, because the original numbering will come back, and they'll run with that for a little bit, and then you'll have another stinking new number one, and it's, like I said, that kind of gimmick is pointless. See that that's what I'm talking Kill about. All they've done is waste my time. Do you, you have media? Story. Not that I advocate anybody doing this, but there are places online I hear that you can go read them for free. Mostly I don't bother to with Marvel because they're even for free, they'd be a waste of my time. Yeah. And you were talking about the numbering. This is getting away from Marvel a little bit, but I noticed DC is hurrying up and getting back to the original numbering of Superman. Yeah, Superman because comics issue one thousand is coming up. Yeah. But Which was something that bothered me when they did the New 52 reboot. Yeah, because we got a new Action Comics number one. It's like, hell, nobody, dude, nobody cares. It's, it's not the one that's going, yeah. you know. The fans are not really paying attention to the numbers other than as a way to tell us what order do I need to read these in. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, but that's... And when you go 1 to 800, you know, 89, and then suddenly back to 1, you just go, well, from, you know, from a standpoint of someone saying they... Just jumped in, they said, well, which one number one do I have to read first? And it's a waste of, you know, 20 seconds at a time going, looking back and forth between them going, oh, okay, this one. Okay, let's go. Yeah, because each, each number one, the way they'll do it, well, this will be Avengers volume, whatever, you know, with its new number one. Every number one gets its own kind of yeah. like volume that will which will eventually go back to the first numbering, depending on how close it is to a milestone. Okay. And Danny mentioned the, uh, you know, they're worrying about the bottom line. They are a company. They do have to worry about the bottom line. Yeah, we I, we I realize understand, that. I understand that. The trick is these gimmicks are working for them less and less. It's a, it's a slowly failing strategy on their part. Or rumors from that last big con where they were speaking with the, uh, the retailers. Yeah, the retailers. Where there was apparently screaming matches going on. It's a, already a dismally failing uh, strategy. Yeah, because it's 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 the new number ones are right along with the death ofs and 
and the replacement knockoff characters, you'll get a slight bump, and then it goes away. Where if you tell a decent story, people will go back. People still go and look for Claremont's run of X-Men. People still go and look for Priest's run of Panther. You can go back and sell uh, Walt Simonson's run of Thor because they were good stories. Yeah. And the stories last. Yeah, it may not get you in USA Today, but trust me, Riri Williams was doomed from jump. And I had a million people are, oh, no, no, she's the new face of Iron Man. Dude, she won't be around three years from now. It's just fact. Tony Stark's coming back. Bruce Banner's coming back. Almost like I said when, this, when the thing started. Why go for a cheap pop when you could tell a decent story? Tell a decent story. And maybe that he ain't tell a decent story anymore. It's it. It's, I mean, it's yeah. really starting to look that way. It's like, starting to look those, like they just kind of. I, I tell have a no problem story. if they want to introduce a new character. You got you want to if they wanted to introduce the the Ari is that how you Riri. say Riri? But, you know, they want to introduce her as this you know brilliant. Black female who's you know on par with Tony that can you know do these amazing things with tech, great. Have her do what you know in the Spider-Man movie. Tony finds this you know chick online, you know, or find, reads an article about hey this young black woman is you know doing things you know. Well, the book that's that's the book. She and she basically looked up his his designs online and built a. Built her own Iron Man suit. And yeah. I would also be fine with her running as Iron Man for maybe a year and then becoming her own character. And it's like, you know, the storyline was Tony Stark is injured and he's they have tried that. They that that's, yeah. 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 that's yeah. how, that's that's how Rhodey got started. Yeah. And he's been a character that's been around a while, but he never really carried well, his own book. You don't have to make her carry her own book specifically, just she is now a character in canon oh, yeah. in the story. Well, that's what, that's what will probably happen to her. She'll wind up War Machine yeah. until a War Machine fan starts writing the book again. Well, and, and then they bring War Machine. Pun well, Punisher has the... That's already over. Right now. That's oh, already, already over. over. Okay. Yeah, he's got the War Machine armor. When New Stark comes up, Punisher's Punisher. You see him on the thing with his pistols. Because okay. Punisher does not work at War Machine because Rhodey's War Machine. Yeah. It, that's just the way... He's still the knockoff. Yeah, yeah, he's just a knockoff. And that's the trick is... They create these characters, and they're basically the Jean-Paul Valley Batman. They they don't work. They don't yeah. last. So John Paul was never intended to work. That was right. That was that was, that, 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 was, that was the writers basically going. And story wise, God, I hope his version worked a little bit. You know, their their version of that trope worked a little better because they were always wanting you to pine for the yeah for, for the original. But yeah, that it's you know I'm glad to see Hulk back. I'm glad to see Thor back because I'm sorry. Jane Foster was never Thor. It was, it was the story was lame. Uh, she could have been a cool character, but when you come talk about the characters unworthy of his birth name, and yeah, good lord, and all because some dude that was in the process of murdering a bunch of things. Yeah, all because of said yeah, all because a serial killer basically went. Well, you're not worthy. Who the hell takes it? Why the hell do I care what the hell you say? You are obviously the authority on. Worthiness? Get the hell away from me. You know, both for him and Nick Fury. So in the end, Fresh Start is basically just them rebooting to the Fresh, basics. Fresh Start is them going back to the basics where, you know, maybe they can have a thing without the retailers going, you know people don't want to buy this crap, right? At least for a year and then they'll try something else. Well, yeah. It, like I said, considering they're keeping Copes on Panther, uh, Aaron on Thor, 
I'm not expecting the writing to improve. But at least what, it's the character. It, it's the characters you grew up with as opposed to some knockoff. But there's, I'm telling you now, it's still going to have the same problem because the writers suck. You're not, you're not going to have, there's not going to be some something they're going to have to come up with another knockoff event kind of something to to boost sales hell in you know, six months to it a year. It doesn't matter what kind of building you make a bad architect build. Right. It's still a bad building. Right. Because you got if a bad you use bad, bad, bad architect, bad materials. Yeah. Bad and that's the problem. Is they need they need to boot some of the writers. Uh, the Hulk, I have some hope for because Hulk didn't have, you know, you had uh, the... Almost, almost Amadeus show. Totally awesome Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. I like his name. It's about it. But you've got uh you got Al Ewing writing the Immortal Hulk, and I tend to like Al Ewing's books. I enjoyed uh his version of the Ultimates. I enjoyed the Mighty Avengers, and he's wanting to take Hulk back to being a monster, which I'm fine with. I don't like Hulk on Avengers teams. Hulk fights the Avengers team. Mm-hmm. You know that that works best for him. All right. Well, on that positive note, let's move off to something that I'm sure will be much more positive and uplifting. How can DC fix their movies? Stop. <laughs> no, no, God. Tell us how you really feel. No, uh, that's, that's the best thing they could do. They could stop. Do TV movies, maybe. They could stop because they, should, they could stop. Or stick to animated. Their animated, the animated stuff. stuff, animated stuff animated. Yeah, the animated stuff has been but real as far as as far as the live action stuff, stop I mean, because their brand is crap. Actually, in all reality, just... Do a big budget animated to go to a movie theater, and people would probably go watch it because it is a different style. The last time they they put one of theirs in the movie theaters, people walked out of it protesting. Which one was that? Which Killing one? Joke. Uh, yes. Where you had uh, Batgirl, well, where you had Batgirl have sex with Batman, and it had to draw. Hey, Mark Hamill's returning to the Joker, and I paid that fifteen dollars to go see that crap. And once it. The part where they told the shot-for-shot shot killing joke was great. All that crap that they added to make Batgirl relevant sucked because that was the point. She was a plot device. I'm sorry if that's not, you know, well, it's not girl power. Yeah, that's, if you're doing the killing joke, she's the victim. Yeah, and she that none of that was in, I and, haven't seen and the movie. And she's literally a plot device because yeah. the whole plot is Joker trying to drive Commissioner Gordon insane. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know he was shooting Batgirl. He yep. just knew he was shooting Gordon's daughter because he yep. was trying to give him a bad day. Yep. That sucks, but that that was it. Batgirl, Batgirl in the 80s was female Robin. You, you didn't really care. Well, Batgirl in, in the old, you know, campy TV show was a plot device. She was there she as was, I can. She was, a, but she was still a little better you know, than she was at the books at the time. The books at the time, she was literally just... She's, yeah, she's, when they bother to use it at all. Yeah. The killing joke, she had basically quit anyway. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, in the movie version, you find out the reason why she quit is because she was in love with Batman and they did it on a roof. And, you know, I'm sitting there trying to hold in my vomit because it's like Batman's banging commissioner. Oh, God, what in the hell's wrong with you people? Way too interested in what a fictional character is doing. Yeah, that, that's that. I didn't. I never need to know Batman's sex life. But back no. to but back to the live action movies. They're not going to quit. Not while Marvel keeps making that kind of money because they want to make that kind of money. So what could they do to start improving? Well, that's that's just it. They will never make, in my opinion, they will never make Marvel's kind of money 
because the brand is wrecked. They have let Schneider wreck their brand. Where Marvel can take characters. I give an example. When we walked out of Ant Man, I remember you said, "You know what? I enjoy. I didn't expect to like this, but I enjoyed this enough that whatever Marvel does, I will at least give them a shot." Yeah, true. true. You flip that around. That's DC. They have put out so much dark, brooding, murderous crap that their movies are synonymous with dark, brooding, murderous crap. Well, you just and, said... And Black Panther just did Justice League's entire domestic run in four days. That's a hint and a half for your ass. Your brand is crap. Well, Your Avengers is crap because your brand is shot. Well, okay. here's the thing. They took Superman, their Boy Scout, and they turned him into a, a killer. killer. Yeah, they, they turned him into a killer from jail. All right, they took the Suicide Squad, which is a troop of killers, and you know they made them into a hero team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. A little bit to kill you, but yeah, more heroic than you thought. They yeah, more, more, yeah. but in more the, heroic than some of the heroes that showed up at this point. And then, and the, they, and they didn't have enough. Hell, they had Joker, a decent boyfriend. No. You that if that relationship if, is a if, if these, yes if Snyder was wanting to make these monsters, here you go. You don't get worse in DC than Joker. He he is a monster, a complete monster. Hallie and Joker's relationship isn't healthy. It isn't happy. It's abusive. It's Stockholm syndrome. He doesn't love her. She's dependent on him. The relationship is sick, just like everything else the Joker does. Here's your chance to be sick. And then they go, yeah, it's like Romeo and Juliet. No, it's not. No. You should not leave the audience, male or female, going, man, that's relationship goals. No, you shouldn't want to be that bastard, and you damn sure don't want to be his girlfriend. <laughs> He's sick, twisted, and gone. Never mind the plot hole, the gods are taken out by satchel bombs, which was a problem. <laughs> it's a slight issue. Uh, but you mentioned you mentioned Superman being murderous, and that was true at the tail end of Man of Steel. And from what I hear, because I refuse to watch it, Batman v Superman, he just starts off that way. Whedon in Justice League though seems to be trying to rehab that. He tried to. You see him breaking away specifically to save people. That's true. But the thing is, one one the fan base that they've got left are twisties. So they don't like that. They want the Snyder version of murderous douchebags. But there aren't enough of them to make any money. And, there's, yeah, and that's exactly it. There are not enough of them to make a hit of it because here was DC's greatest failure, and I've said this several times over the week. It was hubris. They basically looked, our characters are the most recognizable, the most icon- iconic in the world. Just by virtue of their name, they're going to outdo Marvel. Where Marvel was going, you know, I put, you may not know who Iron Man is, we're going to put in work. Every one of Marvel's films, I don't care who the hell it is, they put in work. Yeah. DC made the fatal flaw going, well, we'll do this on name recognition, which works great if the characters that show up in your movie are the ones that people recognize. Ah, <laughs> if I go super, if you're basing your Superman movie off of people know who Superman is. And that's going to draw them in. My God, you have to give them the Superman that they grew up with. So what you're saying, in a roundabout way, 
is they wanted to rehab their brand. They had to make the characters recognizable. And they go they gonna need a couple of three years to get the taste of Snyder of the Snyderverse out of people's mouths and then come about it in a way that reintroduces these characters to basically let people know they're not connected to Batman v Superman and all this other crap that you've had before because it's crap. They need to do what DC is known for doing. Reboot. Reboot. The the sec the second problem that DC did was they Jump their own shark in a matter of speaking of they didn't Marvel got it right they took the time of okay we're doing Iron Man over here we're doing Thor here we're doing Captain America here they waited they built up a stable they of built up a staple of characters before they put them all in one movie but again that's hubris yeah they they, they did that DC was like no no we're we're just gonna put we got a super well they here. did it based off a of name recognition yeah name respect they took Zack Snyder. In 2008, or uh, 2009, when Thor was getting ready to drop, he was working on Man of Steel, said it was a sin and a shame that a D-list character like Thor had a movie and Superman didn't. He did it based off name recognition. You are going to go see this because it's Superman. When Avengers came out and broke all kinds of records, they went, well, my God, if Avengers can do $200 million, the Justice League would do 400 just based off of everybody knows who Batman is, Superman, and Wonder Woman that you grew up with. They never took into account that if you're going to base your product on that, you have to give people what they expect. Yeah, that means that's, you, that's can't, point. you can't come across with psychotic, super, neck-breaking Superman. You can't have mom and pop Kent basically going, well, should I let my classmates die? Yeah, fuck them. That's not Superman. Yeah, That's the authority. If you wanted to do the authority, do the authority. And take and, and that would be the one conflict I would say Snyder's. Yeah, show. Snyder is perfect for anti-heroes and misfits and superpowered assholes. He's great for that. That ain't Batman. That ain't Superman. That ain't Aquaman. It's not Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman did well because that was the first of the DC movies that hell you didn't walk out of need to take a drink. And truthfully, it was a knockoff of Cap. Yeah. It was a knockoff. They they did they But they did brighten it up a little bit. It was not grim dark. Justice League wasn't grim dark. The fun thing so is are they, it should have been because it was in the middle of a world war. Yeah, I realize that. <laughs> but my point is maybe they are trying to course correct. The thing is it's too late because they Probably. are known for crap. I can't Probably. if I feed you three sandwiches and there's a turd in the center of those three, are you gonna eat the fourth one? Also, if I go, hey man, I got a new sandwich. You want to eat it? Let somebody else talk. The worst attempt at course correction in history: the Titanic. (laughs) If they had just hit the iceberg dead on, backed up, and then left, they would have been okay. It would have been a damaged ship, but they would not have sunk. They attempted to course correct too late, and it scraped off parts of the hull, allowing too much water in. So you're saying they should just give Snyder another movie to let him plow through? No, they didn't plow through. They hit it. They went, oh, we're not going to move forward anymore. Then let it sink back, and then went a different direction. Oh, they could have survived. Yeah, yeah. which is saying stop and then turn yeah, around. Yeah, stop. It, that's because that's the only that's the only remedy for that is you have to stop and give people enough time to go. Okay, this is something different. Because if you if you just went like they tried to kind of do a Justice League, but we're gonna course correct in the middle of it. Yeah. The fans that you have of the Grim Dark are sitting there going, "Where's this damn thing all happy all of a sudden?" So they don't like it. And let's be honest: the people that 
weren't fans of the Grimdark, stopped going to that shit a long time ago. <laughs> Nobody, none of our crew walked into Justice League going, man, this is going to be a cool movie. No, no, we didn't. And when your Avengers has fans of the people sitting there with their head in their hands, shaking their head back and forth, oh God, what have you done? You're going. Yeah, poor GPD. Yeah. The man is a huge Flash fan and literally spent every time Flash popped up on the screen with his face in his hands shaking his head. No, you have failed. Accept that you have failed. Let Marvel do its run. Give people time enough to forget your crap and then release something that people recognize. Probably with a new cast to further break from Yeah, you need a new cast. You need a new cast. But the trick is you'll never have that because Wonder Woman succeeded enough that they're going to run that in the ground. They can't give that up because that's their one bright spot. Even though it didn't make as much money as the previous one. But it's the one people will at least talk about, you know, because in a positive light. Yeah, because it's the one that people didn't just come out going, my God, I need to drink this damn thing. It was horrible. It wasn't good. It was just good for a DC movie. All right, let's move on then. We're just, I think we're retreading ground for previous casts at this point. All right, let's do something that's not going to be nearly as critical. I believe it was a CDL that came in that suggested we talk about books we're reading. Much yes. calmer discussion. A calmer topic, something we haven't really covered. Uh, I've been reading a uh, book series by uh, uh, S.M. Sterling. Uh, it's called uh, The Change, Change Series. Uh, the uh, uh, original started out with a uh, trilogy series called The uh, Island in the Sea of Time. And uh, then the secondary series called, start, uh, is called The Change. And uh, it starts with uh, The Island in Nantucket. Okay. And uh, on the, in the first three books, you have uh, an event happen. And uh, time displacement is basically what happens and the island island of Nantucket a big chunk of it gets portaled through time or back in time excuse me I was about to ask past the future when uh, this happens you have a coast guard ship uh, a training ship you know a, a old school sailing ship you know uh, Sails and all, you know, that's out in the water off the coast of Nantucket that's training a uh, uh, senior class of midshipmen and everything at that time. And you have, you know, a couple of sailing, you know, uh, fishing ships and stuff off the coast. So you get a, you get a chunk of the island and miscellaneous ship in the surrounding sea. Right. Okay. And when this happens, you know, the uh, people have to learn to survive. So uh, it's them learning to communicate and get along in the past. How far back? Was it like Native Americans or? Uh, let's put it this way. When they go overseas to where Britain is, uh, Britain isn't there. It's it's the tribes people are still there. Oh, so they're like dealing with the pigs. So it's, it's yeah, it's okay. Yeah, the pigs are there. And so they have to, you know, literally start civilizations in certain areas. When they get to Egypt, 
the pyramids are Why is the island of Nantucket spreading out all over the world? Because they need supplies. They can't get back. Yeah. You don't have a hard time sailing a ship around. Well, they, they end up build, building more than one ship. Well, they got time to build a ship against supplies. Nothing. Well, to they your, they your books. they go to the uh, mainland of U.S. I highly assume they hit the mainland. And go, we don't know where the f we are, and there's no one to communicate with us here. Yeah, they, we're not able to speak any languages with anyone here. Let's go somewhere else and see what's happening. Okay. But uh, on the flip side, back in modern times, the where the the books the change takes place, you have. Uh, a series going on when that same events happen technology stops working see in the past when that island in Nantucket gets sent to the past their technology still works any uh, uh, radios you know technology computer still works as long as they have power you know they figure out how to create diesel well, I'm sure the island in Nantucket probably has some kind of power yeah but in the modern things all around the world, technology stops. Gunpowder doesn't work anymore. Anything with that's one of those books that, like, it sounds like I'd want to read the cliff notes at the, to find out just what the what the trick was, what was going on, rather than read the books itself themselves. Yeah, truthfully, and though S.M. Sterling has done some stuff I'd like. But. By the uh, the first three books are more along the you know technological side of things mm -hmm. the, the next set of books are more along the magical side of things okay so it is it is a supernatural side yeah there's a supernatural okay. side of things Tarky, what are you reading um right now i'm just reading a, a book i'm reading a few short snippets out of a book called humans wanted it's a series of short stories humans in space more or less they get pulled in from what i've heard and what little bits i've read it's Humans are, by accident, one of the tougher things, one of the tougher sentient creatures in the universe. We're survivors. Yeah, so basically, you know, it's it's a bunch of accounts of aliens going, oh, humans can do that? Well, let's get a couple. You know, we need, humans can do things that would kill us. Let's get them to do those things. To the point where, in one short story I read, I'm not sure it's in the book or it was influencing the book to be written, was a colony ship crashes and they, you know, call up an alien race to say, you know, a colony ship has crashed on a planet it's not supposed to, can you go there? They say, all right, we'll collect the bodies. And the humans go, well, no, no, we'd like you to find any survivors if you can. And the aliens are just so dumbfounded that they go, what? Because, you know, it's a ship going light speed that there will be no survivors. They're like, well, okay, if, if you think so, go ahead, go down. You know, the aliens go down, and it goes from the journal of an alien saying, we don't know how, we don't know why, but humans did survive this. And they have an entire system built around them surviving it. You know, they have seeds on the ship just in case they crash on an alien planet, what they need to survive and start populating. If you see a human colony ship crash or a human cra ship crash of any kind, go help them immediately get them to where they're going, because they will just stay here if you don't get them out. Squatters! <laughs> get them out! Get them out of here! Be as friendly as possible, because they can kill you. <laughs> but get them out. They're like rabbits! Anyway, I have been reading the uh, 
a classic sci-fi series from, uh, I think, the 40s or 50s called The Lensman. Uh, I believe some studio in Japan did an anime based on it. But it's an old sort of space cop. They're the humans that... The organization starts up being all human. They've been spreading out to aliens. But they're given these devices called lenses by a much more advanced alien race. And the lenses basically bootstrap their wearers up to up to the advanced aliens level. So they've got telepathy and this, that, and the other. And the lenses, you know, no one that's not qualified can use one. But it's old school sci-fi. It's ships are flying through the ether. Everything's arrayed. You know, their attacks are arrayed. They've got spy rays. There's a few kind of old gender stereotypes of stuff that crop up that, that reminds you of when it was written. But uh, but if you've ever seen any of the DC animated stuff with the Green Lanterns or the Green Lantern movie, though I don't recommend it, or the Nova Corps from Marvel, all of those, basically, anytime you run across Space Cops, it's based off of Lensman. So I'm really kind of reading that to get the origins of it. One word of warning, no Lensman appears in the first novel. No main character appears in the first novel. The first novel is all set up. It's an interesting story, but it's all set up. It covers from prehistory up through humanity's first contact with an alien race. The second book is called The First Lensman, and that's when you actually start having Lensman pop up. But it is interesting for its kind of its historical significance. And it's, it's not a bad adventure book in and of itself. If you can handle the kind of older writing style. Todd, what have you been reading? Uh, nothing here of late because Jim Butcher won't put out any new Dresden books. So you're just waiting. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was literally in Books a Million last week asking the people in there, any sign hint of a Dresden Files book anywhere? <laughs> I was reading uh, the Monster Hunter International stuff, but I'm waiting for the latest one to come in the paperback. Because I'm not paying forty dollars for hard no. book. Okay. Nope. So right now nothing. I'm I'm on the hold. Alrighty. Well, I guess that'll uh, about wrap us up for today. Uh, if you like this format, let us know in the comments below. If you got some short subject that we could talk about that you'd already that you'd like to hear us talk about, comment below and let us know. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, we're in all three of those now. So, yeah. Always look there, like, share. Check out and see what we're doing. Well, this has been your host, the experienced son Kyle Jackson, and with me today was... The Todd Father. CDL113. The token young distractible. Well, there's a spider on that chair. Tarky. Damn, there he is. <laughs> Superpowers! I'm gonna get superpowers! Go to the microwave first. Where is the spot?